Welcome back to your Intentional Life podcast. Today, I want to tackle a very big issue, and I know that we're not going to get through everything all in one shot. I know that this is just the start of a conversation, but I do want to start it because I think that it's vitally important that we start to think about solutions for our country. Obviously, we're going through a lot right now. We have this massive human rights movement. We have the pandemic. We have... um, all these other things, the elections. So I wanted to break it down and show how I see it, the phases that I think we need to go through in order to start to have some fundamental shifts. And then of course, we're going to always have to be tweaking and, um, you know, being educated in things as we go forward. But this is how I see it starting. So let's go ahead and just dig in. Welcome to Your Intentional Life. I'm Brittany Bailey, and I am on a mission to build a seven-figure business without sacrificing the intentional life that I worked so hard to create. So far, I've been blessed to grow my business from the ground up, write for some amazing people, and work with some of the top marketing minds out there. But I am not done yet. Follow along as I take you behind the scenes in my business to talk about marketing, mindset, manifestation, and how intentional living plays into everything that I do. If you're anything like me, you don't just let life happen to you. You're always curious, always learning, and always grabbing the reins. Service providers, coaches, course creators, and all kinds of intuitive entrepreneurs have a home here. So let's build your intentional life. Okay, so like I mentioned, obviously we're not going to get through everything in one episode. This is kind of how I want to start it out, how I see it starting out. And I would love to continue the conversation after you listen to this episode. You can always find me at Brittany Bailey on Instagram and we can chat more. Uh, I'd love to do more episodes like this. So let me know what you think. The first phase that I see us having to go through is to expand our social circle. And so it's interesting because as I shared in other episodes, I grew up in a very, I want to say sheltered um childhood, right? So all of my friends were essentially just like me. We had the same uh, family lives. We went to the same church. We did the same activities and we believed the same things. I mean, I remember being a kid and having a a flip-flop on, um, like a big cardboard cutout of a flip-flop when Al Gore was running for president Um, and like standing on a street corner with my friends and my, our parents and the group, like we, every, it was, you know, everybody believed the same things. And it wasn't until I got to really my second or third year of college where I started to branch out and, and connect with other people who were raised completely different, who, um, had different beliefs and, and systems that they viewed the world by. And that was a really big eye-opening moment for me because I saw all of these other things and I was exposed to all of these other beliefs And it really started to um, open my eyes to things that I've been really closed off to before. And as I am in this online space, I've been working online for now four and a half years, almost five years, four years. And I am in the same position. I am now, I have friends all over the world. I have friends who believe radically different things than I do. And I'm communicating with them on a day-to-day basis. And what I'm realizing more and more is that that is not normal. That is not the normal thing for this country. We are very much 
um, I mean, this is probably a little bit human nature too, but people are really in groups with other people that believe almost the same things that they believe. And that is it. And I think that in order for us to even start to have conversations, dialogues, debates, anything, we have to start branching out and seeing what the other side, quote unquote, seeing what other people believe. Because really, if we're getting our information about this other platform, about this other whatever, from mainstream media, if we're getting it from little clips that we see online, we're never going to have the full picture. We're always going to see them exactly in a certain light. And we're never going to actually have to have the, the conversations that we need to have in order to move forward, right? And so I have noticed in myself now when I hear, like we'll take um, abortion, for instance, I've been very vocal that I'm pro-choice, right? I know a lot of people in my groups who are not. And that is just one thing that we disagree on. It's a fundamental disagreement, but I would never identify that person as, oh, they're um, anti-choice. Like I wouldn't just put that label on them and have that be the only thing, right? They're a multifaceted person that I enjoy talking to and have great respect for and all these things. We happen to disagree on this one issue, right? And when we can humanize the argument, humanize why they're thinking the way that they're thinking, we can actually start to have productive conversations. The conversations that we see happening, the conversations that are being modeled for us on the news are just the same headbutting. It just leads to the same place over and over and over again because we're, A, we're attacking people, right? which is like the most standard debate rule ever. You attack the argument, not the person. Um, so we're attacking people left and right. We are just painting the other side, quote unquote, again, in a certain light. And that's all we're willing to see. And it, when we don't have friends, family, when we don't have anybody um, to to like put a face to the belief, then we're never going to have productive conversations. And that's the first thing that needs to happen. It really does. Because if we cannot even meet to have a conversation that is decent and that is focused on solutions, then we can't do any of the other, anything else that I'm going to talk about, anything else that anybody is going to talk about is built on us being able to actually get into a room and talk, right? And so we really, really have to start branching out, I think as a country and just personally, we have to start branching out and having, um, and not having our friend groups always 100% be the same, um, the people that believe the exact same thing that we believe. And we have to start to have these dialogues, these conversations with other people and actually see why they believe what they believe and humanize these issues, humanize what's going on. It's so easy to just take the the mainstream media's narrative and slap it on everybody. But that's never the case, right? It's never, people are not one-sided like that. And so I think that that's the very, very first thing we need to do. And I don't see it happening. I know that didn't happen when I was a kid. And it wasn't by necessarily anybody's fault. But we have to make the intentional effort in order to move forward in that way, right? It's our default to just 
stay around people who are exactly like us, but we have to take that step out and say, okay, why do these people believe that? Interesting. I wonder if, you know, we have to have this curiosity-based approach and have these conversations in order for us to even start to move forward. The second phase that I think that we need to go into and something that we need to realize as we're having these conversations is that we not only need to pick our battles, right? We've all heard that, pick your battles. We really need to understand where battles are fought. So right now we're going through this big pandemic. We have the mask issue, right? There's the people, the hashtag wear a damn mask. There's the people who are, you telling me to wear a mask is taking away my freedoms, right? And there's everybody in between. And really where I'm seeing this come to head, like where I'm seeing people fight and where I'm seeing people have these conversations are online and in like the middle of a grocery store where people are like throwing stuff out of carts and acting like children in the middle of a grocery store. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Where do you think this is going to go? Truly. Right. And so I think we not only need to understand our battles. So I come from a place of, I'm always going to lean towards personal freedom versus federal regulation, right? But in that, I recognize that the cashier at the grocery store is doing what he's told to be doing by his boss, who's told by corporate, who's told by the city official. And so when I'm having this interaction, the cashier can do nothing. He can do nothing about the fact that he's supposed to be telling people to wear a mask. Where that battle is fought is in city government. It's in elections. It's in community elections, right? We are fighting about all these minuscule things. Not that masks are minuscule, but where I see these things happening like on social and I see these Facebook lives where people are yelling at each other for this and that. It's People are coming to head in the middle of these stores and parking lots. And like, we have to understand These things are fought not there. They're not fought there. They're fought in local elections. They're fought in state elections and even federal elections, right? You're not going to have, like we're going back to phase one where we're going to have these good conversations. When everybody's up in arms and you're attacking somebody in a grocery store, this is not the place, right? We have to not only recognize the big issues and the issues that are fundamental that we need to be addressing and not you know, taking down every single little thing that we come across. We not only have to pick our battles, but we have to understand where the battles are actually fought. If we keep acting like kids in these grocery stores and we keep just coming to head in the streets, we're never going to ever get to a place where we're in control as the people of our living situation. Like, the, the person at the grocery store, I mean, I've seen this firsthand. I've seen people yelling at the cashier because the cashier told them to put a mask on. Like, what is this accomplishing? I know you're frustrated. I get it. But what is that going to do? Right? All we're doing is painting another bad picture of all the people who believe the same thing that we believe. And we're not actually going to, like, I guarantee that that person who's yelling at the cashier is not walking out and finding out when the next city hall is and going to the government 
this, the local government and presenting the facts and trying to have a conversation in town hall. No, they're having it with this random cashier who's doing what his boss told him to do. We have to start to recognize that we're not fighting each other. We can't be fighting each other. That's not the goal. The goal is to go in to these, to the, the government that governs our municipality and figure out how we can move forward and have productive conversations and vote for the right people. Vote for the people who believe the same things that we believe. Vote for the people who are going to use critical thinking when it comes to big issues like this. Vote for the people who are not just going to do what everybody is doing and people who are going to actually do their own research and figure out what the best case is, right? We can't keep having these battles in grocery stores. So first, we have to humanize the other, quote, other side. We have to humanize other arguments and actually get to know people so that we can have productive conversations that aren't just completely one-sided. Two, we have to understand that battles are not fought in these stores. They're not fought on social media. They're fought by us actually going in and voting locally, going to town halls, getting involved in our community. Three, this is really kind of where it all comes together for me. This is where we start to take control over our responsibility over our accountability and our personal freedom, right? So all of this to me leads up to us getting back involved in the way that we run our lives. I see so many people treating the federal government like parents, making the fe- wanting the federal government to make people do what they want to do, wanting the federal government to make people do things for their, quote, safety, Right? Wanting the federal government to step in and take charge of what's going on. That was never the federal government's role. That was never their responsibility. We have, as a society, I feel, we have lost the, um, we've, we have not been in the driver's seat as a society. We have not taken responsibility for where we are and we're not willing to. It doesn't, I don't see a lot of people being willing to step up and say, this is what's right for me. This is what's right for my family. This is why I think that, right? We are, as a, as a, I'm making sweeping generalizations by what I'm seeing on a mass scale, right? We have, as a country, relied so long on the government in order to tell us what to do, tell other people what to do, tell us what's safe, tell us what's not safe. And that was never their role. And I, I think that in order for us to really step up and actually take control of this country and make the changes that we need to make in order of this big human rights issue that we're dealing with, everything that we're dealing with, in order for us to actually step up and take control, we have to put ourselves back in the driver's seat. We have to start taking responsibility and accountability for where we're going. It is not the federal government's job to tell us that. It is our job. It's our jobs to figure out what's the best. It's our jobs to come together and make these local and uh, state issues be brought to light and vote for the right thing and pick the right people to come in and make these changes based on what's going on in our region of the country. 
this has to happen in order for us to move forward to a brighter future. If we continue to sit in the passenger seat and if we continue to just wait for the government to do the right thing and vote for these big federal um, elections, yes, we need to vote in federal elections, but they are so disconnected from what's going on in your backyard. That was not, they, that's the whole reason we have states. So we have to really, really focus on not only having the right conversations, picking our battles and going to the, to the right place to have those battles. It all stems from this place of us taking back accountability and responsibility for us, for our units, for our family units, for our community units. I think that this is a fundamental shift that needs to happen in order for us to start moving forward and start actually seeing the changes that we want to see and the changes that we need to see. This this is immediate changes, right? These are changes that are happening right now. When we're voting for things with the federal government, yes, they need to be involved in certain things, of course, but these this is years, right? If you look at like Minneapolis, right? What happened right after George Floyd was murdered, all of the things that were happening in that police department were at the state and local level, right? The changes that are made are, need to be happening in our backyard. And this, is, this starts with us taking control of our, of our, uh, our area, right? And taking accountability and responsibility for it. So those are the three phases that I really see that we need to go through in order to even start having these conversations better, in order for us to actually be productive in these conversations. Yes, conversations are happening all day, right? But they're happening in YouTube comments and they're happening on Facebook ads. They're not happening in town halls and that's where they need to be happening. And we are treating um, anybody who doesn't believe the exact same things that we do. We're just making these big sweeping generalizations and we're, we're labeling them and then we're not having these conversations as multifaceted people, which we need to be. So that is what I think. I'm curious what you think. I would love to chat with you. You can always find me at Brittany Bailey on Instagram. And um, I'm sure that we're going to have more episodes like this as we continue to figure out what the new normal looks like for us in the States. But um, this is something that I just wanted to kind of get out there and have this foundational talk. And then we can always go deeper into things as, as they come up. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk soon. How would you like to learn the skill I used to go from burned out service provider to in control business owner? In email copy school, I'll teach you how to master both the science and the art of this in demand skill so you can serve your clients better, get more consistent work, and charge premium prices. Join us now at emailcopyschool.com. And remember, early bird bonuses are only around for a short time. So be sure to head over to emailcopyschool.com to secure your spot now.